four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening, and you're on the tee. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. Alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. On the tee, Stephen Watson alongside Nolan Murphy, who once again is cousin subbing for Gabe Neitzel. Phil is back in the news. Tiger is back in the news. Greg Norman is always in the news. Always is. But we are going to begin with Captain America, who is in the news. Our own content king here in Wisconsin. And to break it all down, we bring in another content king, Gary D'Amato from Wisconsin.golf, who broke the story back in the fall about Steve Stricker and his life-threatening illness that was a really scary thing to read, but he's on the up-and-up, and he has committed to play in his first event this upcoming weekend, the Insperity Invitational at the Woodlands Country Club in Texas. And Gary, thank you so much for joining us. You've been on top of this story from the beginning Let's let's begin with why this weekend for Steve Stricker. Why is he pinpointing this weekend to make his return to golf? Uh, hey guys, uh, thanks for having me on. Well, I guess it had to start somewhere and sometime, right? You know, he's been out of action for uh, he last teed it up in October in uh, Jim Furyk's Champions Tour event, and uh, then got sick, and then his doctors told him, you know, he had to wait six months to uh, compete again. He really wants to play in the region's tradition, which is a PGA Tour Champions major coming up in a couple of weeks. And in order to do that, he wanted to play in an event before that, you know, to get some competitive rounds under his belt. So so this is a week he picked. And he was clear to play back on April 1st. Um, he lost 25 pounds. Again, if, if you're not familiar with the full story, please read Gary's work on Wisconsin.golf. He broke the story of Steve's health scare, and Steve shared a lot of information with him about his journey back to golf. We're so happy to have Steve Stricker back here in Wisconsin, and any golf fan is a fan of Steve Stricker. Um, what type of expectations do you think Steve's going to put on himself this weekend, Gary? And, and what do you have as somebody that's covered him for so long? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, Steve told me his expectation was to play well. Now, what that means coming off a seven-month break and coming off a serious illness, what play well means, you know, might mean different things to different people. I, I think he expects to do exactly what he said, play well. That that doesn't necessarily mean win, I don't think, but I think he'd be very happy if he, you know, hit the ball the way he wants to and knows how to hit the ball. If he rolls in a few putts and whatever the score is at the end of the day, I think he'll be satisfied just uh, just because it's been so long. And, you know, he's been working on his game for a couple months, started with just chipping and putting when he was really, you know, pretty sick still, and uh, has gained some weight back. Um, can he be competitive? Can he contend in a PGA Tour championship? And I, I think nobody knows the answer to that, not even, you know, Steve at this point. So we'll have to wait and see how he plays this week. 
Gary D'Amato joining us from Wisconsin.golf. Gary, you mentioned you know chipping a little bit, putting a little bit. We hear this often uh, with Tiger with his many returns. What has that ramp up looked like, though, for Steve? Have you played with him? Have you been out in the golf course and seen him hit balls? I have not. Uh, we were in the uh, same neck of the woods in Florida um, at the same time my daughter got married uh, down there a few weeks back and in, in Bradenton, and that's where he's um, renting a, a house for the winter. But our schedules didn't match up, so we didn't get together. I would have loved to have watched him hit some balls. You know, um, he lost a lot of weight. He lost 25 pounds, lost a lot of strength that, that went with that weight. And so that's what he has to build back up. Um, as of about a month ago, he was flying his driver 265 yards in the air, which, you know, to me and you, to, to the to the most of the people listening, that's yeah, I'll, a, that's I'll take great, that. That's a, yeah, I'll take that any day. That's a great drive for us. But to compete on the PGA Tour champion, he needs to get it out there, you know, 285, 290. So he was down about 20 yards with his driver a month ago. I'm not sure. I don't know if he's gotten some of that back, um, but we'll find out uh, Friday when he tees it up in the first round of the Insperity. Yeah, we're looking forward to watching Steve this weekend back playing golf after a life-threatening medical scare um, that they still don't seem to have the answers to, Gary, which is, is pretty wild. Uh, you know, there's so many amazing doctors in the Madison area that you know we're trying to figure it out, um, but we're just so happy to see him back on the golf course. Uh, Zach Johnson is the next Ryder Cup captain for Team USA. I was hoping it was going to be Steve. Of course, with the health scare, I'm sure it put a lot of things in perspective. But he is going to be a vice captain. Um, have you talked to Steve at all about that opportunity for him in Rome? I haven't talked to him yet about that. Uh, I remember when uh, when the U.S. won the Ryder Cup back in September at Whistling Straits, and they had their, their um, rowdy uh, post-match press conference the U.S. team. I asked Stricter if he would be interested in being a captain again because – a, you know, he was President's Cup captain, and they set a record uh, for points scored in the President's Cup, the U.S. did. And then B, as a Ryder Cup captain, his team, U.S. team, set a record for points scored. So he's had obviously had some success, um, but he just kind of grinned and said, uh, basically said he was done being a captain. I think it took a lot out of him, especially he had the extra year because of COVID, the delay. So he was a captain for three years, and there's a lot behind the scenes that goes into that. And I just don't. I think he wanted his one shot at it. I think he's very, obviously very happy with how it turned out, and I think uh, he'll rest on that laurel, I think, as captain. Yeah, I can't imagine him writing a better story than what he had at Whistling Straits in his home state to win in historic fashion like that. Um, Gary, you and I have known each other for a couple of years, and every single time I see you, I joke about being your intern because I know that it might maybe <laughs> land me a trip to the Masters, which you were back at this year. Uh, what was that experience like for you to cover the Masters and see Tiger back on that golf course, and an, a new star being born in Scotty Scheffler. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, you know, I'd been to, I think, 27 consecutive Masters before COVID hit, and missed the last two because the, um, the Augusta National got really stingy with giving out credentials to media members. They had very small media contingents the last couple of years, so I finally got 
credential again this year. Hopefully, I can start a new streak. I don't think it's going to get to 27 years, but but um, but it was uh, it was great to be there. That's always my favorite week of the year. It's the, my favorite event to cover, and you know I've covered Olympic games and Super Bowls, and you know Stephen, I've seen you all over the place when I worked at the Journal Sentinel. Um, but this is this is my favorite week, and it was. You know, the, the, the galleries for Tiger were unbelievable. Um, uh, he had a great first round, and then you could see he uh, he wore down a little bit physically as the week went on. But good to see him back. And Scotty Scheffler, yeah, a new star. I mean, the guy seems to win every time he tees it up lately. I know we've talked about it the last couple of weeks on this show, but how cool is it for Wisconsin to be kind of a launching pad for some of these stars, guys like Scotty Scheffler and Brooks Kepka winning his first major at Aaron Hills? There's something in the water here in Wisconsin, huh, Gary? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, we go back to Tiger turning pro, um, yeah. you know, at, at Brownie Park in 96, and a lot of people don't know, but Tony Fino played his first PGA Tour event at the Greater Milwaukee Open as a 17-year-old. He uh, he turned pro at age 17, didn't go to college. Um, in hindsight, looks like a pretty good decision on his part. I think he's done all right for himself. Um, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he he, quali- he Monday qualified at um, at Fire Ridge and uh, and played in the GMO as a 17-year-old and. Boy, Lorena Ochoa launched her pro career in a, in a Futures Tour, now the Epson Tour event um, at Ironwood Golf Course in Sussex. So, yeah, we have uh, we have been the launching pad for many a star in golf. The home of public golf, uh, Wisconsin, as many say. Uh, Gary, real quick while we have you, uh, live golf all over the news the past couple weeks and specifically today with the Phil Mickelson news. Um there is said to be 15 players in the top 100 that have at least submitted their application to play in Greg Norman's Live Golf Tour. Any predictions on maybe who the others could be outside of Phil? Well, it doesn't look like any of the, the superstars. I mean, when you talk about the top 10 to 15 to 20 players in the world, pretty much most of them, if not all of them, have have, have said their their allegiance is with the PGA Tour and the major championships. Um, in America, plus the British Open, of course. But, you know, I don't know. I, I just think that tour, at least when it starts, is going to be consist of quite a few journeymen, guys who have had their, you know, their day on the PGA Tour, maybe some of the older guys in their 40s who um, are probably going to win too much more on the PGA Tour but see this as an opportunity to cash in. So I don't think we're going to see very many big names on that tour, at least initially. <clears throat> All right, that's Gary D'Amato. Gary, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on the tee. You can read Gary's work on Wisconsin.golf. He has been all over the Steve Stricker story from the beginning, and we can't wait to see Steve tee it up once again this weekend. And Gary, we'll read you following uh, your conversations with Steve after the weekend. We can't wait for uh, your work and, and what the future might hold for Steve. Hey, thanks a lot, Stephen. Good to be on. Thank you. All right, once again, Gary D'Amato from Wisconsin.golf. Nolan, what has been your, you know, as a golf fan and somebody in the state of Wisconsin, you're at the Ryder Cup, you watch Steve Stricker, you root for Steve Stricker just like most humans on this planet. Exactly, yeah. What, what has it been like for you to, to see this news of Steve Stricker and, and to where we are now, six months later, seeing him tee up a golf shot in, in another Champions Tour event? Well, it's amazing to hear. I think Steve, for the normal golfer, you know, he's a Madison guy, went to Illinois, but he is, you know, Captain America right now. He lived out a dream that so many golfers probably have gone through of just being part of a Ryder Cup winning team. And I think he put Wisconsin golf on the map, and he really made it. People think about 
you know, playing golf in Wisconsin outside of the state of literally like we heard about last week. You see a cow while you're playing golf. Um, and you can listen to that back on Wisconsin On Demand. But Steve put Wisconsin golf on the map. And, you know, I think that was symbolic for him to be the captain when they won in Wisconsin at Whistling Straits. And it's just great to hear him be healthy now. I think he has a lot of life left in his golf career. And he's won multiple majors, you know, on the Champions Tour. And I think that's something he hopefully wants to continue to do. And I think he wants to hopefully still be a part of USA Golf. And if that's just as a vice captain, as it looks like it would be coming up, for the President's Cup at the end of the year, that's amazing. I will take that, but it's just great to hear that Steve's going to be healthy, and I would I predict he's probably in the mix this weekend uh, wow. down in Texas. Just yeah. in the mix, you know. I think you know when you're that good at golf, you've seen it over the years uh, with a number of guys that have made that transition to the Champions Tour. They can still throw together a low score here and there. Yeah, and like Tiger Woods, they don't come back just to compete. They no, come back yeah. to win. They don't need the money. It's yeah. not about that. It's about, hey, I want to prove uh, that I can do it. Um, so yeah, I think everybody will cheer and be cheering for uh, Stricker this weekend, and you know, give me a reason to watch the Champions Tour. It's something you know I don't watch week to week. I you know wish there was more time, but uh, it'll definitely be fun. One quick thing on Tony Finau, I had heard that story before. He Monday qualifies at Fire Ridge to get into you know the Greater Milwaukee Open. Still holds the course record, I believe, at 64, which if you've played Fire Ridge, just imagining shooting a 64. I think a lot of people we know have shot a 64 on that back nine a couple times. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, Tough greens there. Tough greens there, yeah. Tony Fino, I believe, still the course record holder at Fire Ridge with 64. Yeah, and I I want to go back to Stricker. I think that was a great point you made about him being the face of Wisconsin golf and putting Wisconsin golf on the map. 12-time PGA Tour winner. He's won a number of times on the Champions Tour. Um, but it's the Ryder Cup win is just such a small part of what Steve Stricker means to golf because I think what we learned and what a lot of us have already known about him is how well-respected he is in the game and how much the stars of the sport right now still want to be around him and learn from him and enjoy and celebrate that success. Um, I wish he was back on the PGA Tour that he was playing this weekend so he could be around those guys again. I know that he's close with the Champions Tour guys. Um, I hope that we can see him maybe at the John Deere where he's won in the past. Um, you know, Just participate in a PGA Tour event again because I think that there would be quite a celebration among the current stars in the sport around Steve and showing that support for what he has gone through over the past six, seven months. Yeah, I think we all love love seeing him at Badger football games yeah. and seeing him, you know, around Wisconsin at a golf course here and there. And you know, Gary D'Amato said he ran into him in Florida, which he spends a lot of time, as most golfers would love to, in Wisconsin. But yeah, I think seeing him on the tour, uh, whether it's at the BMW Championship when he re- returns to Illinois in the next coming years, hopefully Wisconsin gets another shot at a PGA Tour event it would be amazing so uh, we're all cheering for steve and it'll be awesome this weekend yeah and steve is already committed to of course the amfam championship in madison that he is going to be hosting and has been hosting for a number of years an amazing tournament for an even better cause the opening segment of on the tee is brought to you by heartland movement center improve your golf game with a personalized approach from their experienced team learn more at heartlandmovementcenter.com we both played our first rounds of the year over the weekend Maybe you did as well. We talk it next on the tee. You're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. What do you mean? The sun was shining. The course was a little wet. It was a little windy out. 
I'll take it, though. It's been a long winter, Stephen. It was oh. a long, long winter, so I think the conditions we saw over the weekend, everybody would have signed up for a month ago. Ah, we will take it. We both played our first rounds in Wisconsin over the weekend. We talk about it. It's all about the drive, brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive. We make it easy. We're back, baby. Playing golf in Wisconsin. Oh, so for, for a boy. couple of days. Yeah, I mean, I think we see some threes in the forecast for a couple of days here early on. But this is April in Wisconsin. None of us should be surprised. We signed up for this. We yes. chose to live here. Stephen, you just got You just got to take those seventy and sunny days and run with them. We want to hear from you about your first rounds of the year. Where did you play over the weekend? First Midwest Bank Talk and Text Line. Give us a call, 800-990-3776. How did it go for you? What were the conditions like? How'd your round end up? We don't need to talk scores. We all had fun, right? We can be nice here. We got, you know. we, we got, a, we got some rust to get off this time of year. Nolan, where did you play? Uh, I played yesterday, 10 a.m., Washington County, for the first time ever, as we talked about last week and on the tee. Incredible wins. I felt like I was playing in the Open Championship. I was fine with it. Uh, had a little drizzle early on in the front nine. Car path only, which I get this time of year in Wisconsin. Uh, but boy, did I walk a lot. I was telling you before the show, I think I might have walked like 15,000 steps yesterday. Uh, you talk about, you know, car path golf. Like, yeah. sometimes I don't hit it by that car path. And uh, it was a great day to play golf. I was so happy leaving. Like, you, you think about that when you're sitting in, you know, in January, you're freezing your butt off. There's, tw- you know, 10 inches of snow on the ground. Yeah. You think about just getting out to the golf course. So yeah. I enjoyed myself. We're at that, like, psycho level where, like, 60 and sunny with 40-mile-an-hour wind still feels better than... Exactly. Anything else you could ever imagine. And, you know, I live downtown Milwaukee. That's a 45-minute-plus drive. At no point when I looked at the radar for four days leading up to was I ever, like, <laughs> to text the group of guys I went with, are we canceling? No, we're going to power through. I don't yeah. care if you're out late the night before. You're going to be there for that 10 a.m. tea time. So had a nice setup, two foursomes back-to-back. So you kind of have a little extra um, banter going on as you yeah. kind of make the turn in, in places. Um Hit the first drive, I will say, right down the middle of the fairway, which I was I was happy to see. Um, definitely went south a few times from there. Um, the putting, though, is what lagged me. Yeah. It's uh, tough this time of year. It is. The I greens mean, are yeah. a little hairier. Shout out to my guys at X-Golf. You know, I hit a lot of golf balls there this winter, uh, but you don't you just don't think about practicing your putting enough. And I felt all day I was missing putts to the right. Pace was there, and it had nothing to do with Washington County. They did a great job putting that golf course together this early in the year, but it's just not something you can only putt into the coffee mug so many times. Exactly. That's the one thing that I hit a lot of balls on a simulator in the winter, but that's just the one thing you can't replicate is putting because, yeah, there are a couple of, you know, some of the newer track bands you can putt, and you putt eight feet, and it's like, Putting, I, you're not making a you're, read. You're doing like, math exactly of like how hard I need or how far I need to hit this golf ball for it to go ten feet in the simulator. I feel the same way about chipping. That was the first thing to go for me. Like I actually felt really good about my driver and my irons because I spent a lot of time in the off season hitting balls. But man, my 56 and 60 degree wedges. I don't know if it was the combination of just not hitting them. 
with wet grass, you know, those type of conditions this time of year, my wedge game was rough. And how many holes did you play yesterday, Stephen? I know, but I think the fans out there would love to know. You played at the Wisconsin Club. Yeah. How many holes did you get in yesterday? I got 25 in. Um, I played 18 in the morning. Great foursome. Had fun. First tee time of the day. That's how I like it. Um, was done by 11.30, just in time for the Bucks game. I didn't go down to Chicago, so it was nice to watch from home. Um, and then my wife supports my addiction uh, of golf. And she, she walked, I think, seven holes with me in the sunshine in the afternoon. And then I didn't look at the forecast of the wind. You know, because I beat the rain in the morning. But when I got to the course in the afternoon, it was some intense winds. I couldn't even imagine what that was like for you on Washington County. Because that course can... You know, on a nice, normal day, the winds are whipping. That had to have been a four-club win for you. Oh, yeah, for sure, two to three. I'm happy that Justin Thomas and the rest of the guys on the tour have made wearing a hoodie cool in golf because I brought the hoodie yesterday. I rocked the hoodie yesterday, too. And I had no questions about it. Nobody looked at me odd in the clubhouse. Uh, I definitely needed it. So there was a couple shots where, like, I, I... could not tell you today where my golf game is at because you knew when you're playing against the wind, if you're hitting off the tee, that you may be aiming somewhere you will never aim the rest of the year. But there were a couple fun iron shots I hit out of the rough where, like, I'm just going to try to crank on this thing so hard and hope that it catches the wind. And, like, it, it was a fun day to be at Washington County, a Lynx golf course yeah. up in Heartland for Isn't sure. Isn't that funny how we get like that as golfers where – we all of a sudden think we can just hit like a knockdown nine iron or like a three quarter five iron and and expect it to go in the right place. Like I, I was talking about that the other day with my buddy when we were playing. We're just like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna hit a three quarter nine on this par three with the wind whipping. I was like, you don't practice that shot. What are you expecting? And he missed it. And I was like, what are you expecting? Like none of us practice that in a simulator, but we go out on a golf course and think, oh yeah, I gotta take a three quarter swing. We'll be good. Yeah, there was definitely some of that going on yesterday where you saw someone hit a drive. And it just caught the wrong way of the wind. And we're yeah. talking, it was car path only. So we're talking, it might be 150 yards on another hole, uh, which was just, it's just fun to see. You feel like, you feel the pain of what it's like to watch the Open Championship. Um, I don't think I would have played any colder of weather. I thought about on the way to the golf course yesterday, could have been a great day for some rain gear, you know, just to yeah. like kind of uh, cut through the conditions. But glad I got, got, got out. Glad you got out. I mean, yeah, hey. ah, it felt good to be out again. Are you a, are you a golf cart guy always? No, I love walking. Okay. Uh, yesterday, I, I wouldn't play Washington County. I don't think walking unless it was like yeah. a really nice day. I, if I'm not in a cart and can drive all over the course, I'm walking. I can't do the ninety degree rule. Yeah, I just, it, it's it, it just you end up parking and you're further away from your ball and you're it, nah. It's just I'd rather walk and carry. Give the extra exercise. And so you talked about your short game, Stephen. You just yeah. didn't think it was there. I mean, hey, the rough at the Wisconsin Club, if you're pulling out a 56 for the first time, it's wet right there. I mean, you just didn't feel comfortable yesterday? Yeah, it had nothing to do with the course. It was That's totally what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a great I, course. Yeah, yeah I, I, um, it's just the one thing that I feel like the wedges are the first thing to go for me. And it, it, it ends up being a strength in my game when I get to work on it. But that's one of those shots you just don't ever practice over the winter. And then it, you, you get a little handsy and you, you start leaning a little bit. Took a lot of divots, wet grass. It wasn't a good combo. So you're hopefully playing 100 holes later this week, which we'll talk about in a little bit yeah. for Mac Fun. Was the 25 like, hey, let me just get a quarter of this out of the way. Let me mentally think about what my body's going to feel like as you train for that, which I'm sure you know, hours and hours of training have gone into that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely said it to my wife. I was like, well, i got to get to 25, so I at least oh, feel, great like, negotiation feel right like what a quarter of Thursday is going to feel like playing 100 holes to benefit the Mac Fund. I did it last year. I actually... I felt good 
after 100 holes. Being in a cart, flying around, around really helps. Walking and carrying 18 is probably a tougher workout than playing 100 holes in a golf cart. Oh, 100%. Uh, you brought up the Bucks, and I actually got a couple of my friends to sign off on this yesterday. I was like, hey, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play golf during the Bucks game because this is round one. I expected us to sweep the Bulls. Now we're going to game five. They're going to take care of business. What did the Bucks do yesterday? They took care of business. Did you kind of feel the same way? Because your job even more is like, you're supposed to watch these games. So, like, did you feel a little internal grief? Like, hey, I'm not watching the Bucks. No, or, I, got, I got it done. I, I had the eight. You had the time. window. You're saying you had the window. I, I had an out time of 11:45, so it, it got. I, I pushed our foursome. We were done by 11:30. It was great. I was I was home in time to watch tip off. Smart man. Got to plan for these things. Got to play fast too. That helps. That does. <laughs> uh, golf weather in Wisconsin is here, and if you're looking for a great place to get outside, head to Fairways of Woodside in Sussex. There's a great atmosphere, great people, great food, drink menu, amazing hospitality. I love to get out there with my golfing buddies. We've both been out there many times. We have the On the Tee Open there, the first one last year. I imagine our second one is going to also be out there. They're great people. We mentioned the simulators. Awesome place to play golf as well. Yeah, I mean, fairways right there. If you want to have a fun Saturday, Sunday after work, uh, really easy to get off of off of 41 uh, north of Milwaukee. It's just an awesome atmosphere. It's not one of those stuffy golf clubs. It's not the packed you know course you can see from time to time. It's just a place where if you want to go... You know, with your wife or your buddies, and have 18, hang out for a little bit. They have a lot of amenities there, uh, and they just put on a good show. Yeah, it's a great place. Good people. Fairwaysofwoodside.com. Phil Mickelson. Well, we're hearing from him for the first time. Well, sort of, more like his agent. We talk about it next on the T. It was deadline day in golf. The final day to commit to the Live Tour, the Saudi-funded tour by Greg Norman that has shook up the golf world. Eight events, smaller field, 54 holes in these tournaments. 70 players have committed to the Live Tour. We don't know any of them. We assume Phil's on that list. He will not come out and actually say that. 15 of the top 100 players are reportedly going to the Live Tour and asking for exemptions from the PGA Tour to play in these events. Meant Again, eight different events for this year. They're hoping to have, I think, 14-plus in the future. Stephen Watson, along with Nolan Murphy, who is cousin subbing today. Let's start with Phil Mickelson, Nolan. He is this year's content king. And we have no idea where he is. We haven't heard from him? No. you you got to give him that social media bonus, I feel like, already. I mean, it'll be him and Tiger duking it out, the one the PGA Tour gives out. But Phil has been under a rock, literally. I mean, since you know, he made the comments that were extremely offensive, we have not heard from him. We have only heard from his agent. And his agent releasing this statement today about Phil Mickelson. Our client, Phil Mickelson, is officially registered to play in the PGA Championship, he is defending, as well as the U.S. Open. We have also filed a request on his behalf for release to play in the first Live Golf Invitational in London from June 9th to the 11th. We'll talk about the timing of that in a second. This request complies with the deadline of the April 25th deadline set forth by the PGA Tour to compete in a conflicting tour event. Phil currently has no concrete plans on when and where he will play 
Any actions taken are in no way a reflection of a final decision made, but rather to keep all options open. Yeah, so juicy. So much to unpack here. Just an early prediction, just from hearing you reread that statement again. I think Phil plays in the PGA, and I think there's no way the U.S. Open allows him. I think after he plays these events, and we'll get to all that, but I just think there is no way Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, is going to let Phil Mickelson fly around the world, play golf when he wants to, show up when he wants to. That's just not how the PGA Tour operates, because if they do that, then they have to grant that same exemption for everybody else, and all of a sudden, 15 of the top 100 players in the world turns into 50 of the top 100 of the world, and we can get into the prediction game of who's going to play on this tour. I think normal golf fans do know those names. Lee Westwood, Bubba Watson, some of the older players that maybe feel like deep down they didn't make enough money earlier in their tour, which is complete BS, because they've all been around for the Tiger Effect. Yeah. But there's a lot to unpack here with this. And this thing seems way more real, even though the XFL's on TV right now. For some reason, this thing, and I don't know if it's because maybe golf just needs a change in how they're set up week to week, but this thing feels real. And I don't know why, because if you go to their website, it feels like a deck you would send to an investor. And we'll get back to you in five years. <laughs> here's, here's my thoughts. Phil Mickelson is not Tiger Woods. So to give him special exception means nothing, because Phil Mickelson does not move the needle. Let Phil do whatever he wants. If he, but, and we don't, we don't even know if he's still suspended, or if he was suspended was the, the deal? from the PGA yeah. Tour, why he has been off the face of the earth right now under a rock. That'd be a fun game to play. Where in the world is Phil right now? Who knows? We haven't heard from him. We haven't seen him. Literally, I in today's think social media world, we have not seen a picture of Phil Mickelson. We have no idea. He could be staying at home for all of And know. this is the guy that was pushing his coffee brand you know, before everything happened earlier this year. He was everywhere. He was one of the best stories in golf last year. He won the PGA Championship at 50 years old and then went up and was a vice captain on a Ryder Cup winning team. And it all came crumbling down. And golf is surviving just fine without him. And that's why I think Phil is going to the Live Tour. And I don't think he's going to play in maybe any PGA Tour events moving forward because I just I think he made his bet on this one, and I I don't see him coming back from this because I don't think the PGA Tour needs him to come back from this. They certainly don't need him with the young stars in the game, and we'll talk about you know what Xander and Patrick did over the weekend uh, down in New Orleans. Do you think anything went into this, Stephen, with? Maybe the reaction Phil didn't feel last year after the success he had at the PGA Championship and then what he did on the Champions Tour. You know, he would pop up at Champions Tour events and there'd be a little buzz, but do you think it maybe just wasn't enough for Phil to kind of continue in his future of golf? I think it was a sobering reality for him that he will just always be in Tiger's shadow. And he, timing is everything in life. And he was on the PGA Tour trying to break in, winning majors, winning masters, behind Tiger. And he was there for Tiger's glory years, and he will always be the ugly stepchild to that. And I I think that that hurts him. Even after he came out and won a PGA Championship at 50 and made all these great jokes, ones that we laughed about and we promoted on this show last year because we had fun watching it. It was such a great story. But I think that all kind of went to his head. And we're starting to see a little bit of the true colors of Phil Mickelson right now. And I, I just think it just, there's a lot of demons in there. And it was a sobering reality for him to realize 
where he really is on the pecking order of golf. Well, and you think about it, you know, Tiger's brand is bigger than golf. Like yeah. everything he puts his name, he's going to have Tiger Jam this weekend in Las Vegas, which is an amazing charitable foundation event that has a who's who of, you know, musical stars have attended over the years. I just go to philmickelson.com right now, like the jumping man. Like that's not a thing. It's Phil's, you know, him jumping after winning. But like, do you think there is almost something there, Stephen, where he wants to see where he can build these brands? For years, we thought about, we see Phil, you see the KPMG hat. That's no longer going to be there. You know, he has the, he had the deal with the melon hats. Like, it felt like there was more that Phil wanted to achieve as a business person, as an entrepreneur. He's never going to catch Tiger. I mean, no, Tiger no. could he could probably go out and relaunch Nike's golf hardware business if he wanted. They yeah, would exactly. love they would love that actually. So I, I do think there's a little bit there of there's just some unfulfilled accomplishments potentially for Phil. And if he's chasing those demons like you feel like it, hey man, unless you got a fountain of youth with this coffee product. You're never catching Tiger in majors. Yeah, and that's why I do think the Live Tour is real. And I think that it's going to give a lot of golfers an opportunity to have something different and maybe try and recreate themselves a little bit. I don't know if this is necessarily the worst thing for golf, but the guys that I want to watch every single week are playing on the PGA Tour. But I would watch, though. Like, I don't want to watch the XFL right now. I don't need to see Paxton Lynch. Yeah. You know, he's a quarterback in that league. But are you, are you drawn to Lee Westwood? I probably would watch an event, um, you know, we love the AmFam, but I'm not tuning into the Champions Tour every week to watch what's going on. If Elite Westwood and Bubba Watson are playing and it's a fun tournament, I mean, we, we watch a lot of these, we'll call them um, gimmick match play golf events. We talked about one last week with four quarterbacks, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to watch that, so... But that's because they're, <laughs> that's fun to watch them play like we play, right? Uh, exactly, but like... I, I do think there is going to be some attention to this. We can get into where they're going to be playing, which is also um, very interesting. Yeah, you know they're going to be playing around the world. But like, if you're telling me September 16th through the 18th, if the Packers don't have a great home game, would I not drive down to Rich Harvest Farms in Chicago to check check this out? Yeah, maybe a little on the tee field trip. You never know. Yeah, and, and it'll be interesting to see what courses will commit to this tour as well here in the states because. They understand the bigger brand is going to be with PGA Tour, and they don't want to piss them off. So it'll be fascinating to see how this, you know, how this tour schedule is built for the Live Tour. But it certainly looks like it's real. They have a date, June 9th to the 11th in London. Oh, that's the week before the U.S. Open. Yeah, and you, you think about what's going on, health and safety protocols, how does yeah. someone get you know, to and from across the pond. That's the same week as the RBC Canadian Open that they haven't been able to play in a few years. You know you're going to have a big field there with all the RBC guys like we saw two weeks ago, Corey Connors, you know, Dustin Johnson, Brant Snedeker, just to name a few. It is going to be interesting how you know, they manage expectations here and they manage the message because we haven't also heard from PJ Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan and, and a little bit on the Phil thing. Yeah. He basically said, you know, not verbatim, but he goes, My phone is available if Phil wants to reach out. It seems like there's some mending that needs to be done if Phil wants to come back and play somewhat of a schedule, but he's not Tiger. He just can't show up every week and say, or a random week, and be like, Hey, you know what? I've I've decided to play the Honda Classic this week. <laughs> yes, we'll take you, Tiger. We just doubled our ticket sales. Yeah. There is not that fill effect. Yeah. No, I it's going to be fascinating to watch this all unfold and and see week to week how many more names come out. We still don't have a single name committed to the Live Tour. We assume Phil is on that list. Beyond that, we're just guessing and assuming at this point and seeing who the PGA Tour might say, "Okay, go for it." Yeah, I believe we do know who has said no though. 
Dustin Johnson. Yes. Bryson DeChambeau. To Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy. Justin Thomas. Jordan Spieth. I mean, the who's who of the tour right now. All the young talent. Yeah. And when I say young, DJ is 36, 37 now, I feel like. Yeah. He's still pretty young in terms of, I feel like he has you know, a little bit more tread in the tire. So yeah, uh, the Live Golf Invitational, 54 holes, no cut, shotgun starts, everybody that's played. Yeah, that, you know, I, I like that. That's kind of different. I think they have to do it different. They just can't play tournaments like we're used to seeing on a Thursday through a Sunday. It has to be something unique. It has to be something different. Team events, you know, it'll be fascinating to see what, what we continue to learn about Greg Norman's little project here with Live Tour. Annex Wealth Management is a proud sponsor of On the Tee. It's time to know the difference. Annex Wealth Management provides investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as a local fee-only fiduciary. It's time to put things in order. AnnexWealth.com. Click to get, click the Get Started button. Well, we've got some picks to make for this upcoming weekend. And i got to say, I won. I got, I got my pick right this you past did. week. Very well done. Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay. I got my win for the season. I'm good for one of you. You really put your neck out there on that pick. The, you know, two of the top ten players in the world, Ryder Cup guys. It almost seemed like it when you saw the success they started having on it, felt like Friday. Yeah. They were going to run away with this thing. What were we all doing? Not yeah. picking those two, but... I mean, you, we saw what they did at Whistling. I just had to go with them. And my, my strategy is... I'm just going to pick Xander until he wins because I feel like I continue to pick him for everything. And that was my strategy with Shane Lowry. I picked Ian yeah. Poulter, actually, the other side of him. Like, oh, this will be great. You know, these two guys, they love playing match play. They played a lot of golf together. European guys always yeah. do well in these type it's of true. events. And they hung in there, but uh, final score 29 under, was that? Uh, yeah, that, a wire to wire win insane. for Cantley and Shoffley. This upcoming weekend, it's the Mexican Open. We have our Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All picks. It's next on the team. All right, I'm riding high after my first win of the year. I picked Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantley to win in New Orleans at the Zurich. I mean, it was an obvious pick. Well done. I mean, they were the. I believe they weren't even the favorites, though, which is crazy. Was it Morikawa and Hovland? Uh, Hovland, and I mean. Everybody, Victor Hovland can't chip. Like I don't know what you're doing, picking him to win a golf tournament, especially and, alternate shot. He yeah, seems exactly. like a nightmare I mean, partner how, for that. How mad Morikawa must have been a couple of those uh, times when he's like, just flip the wedge over, man. What else can you do? Gosh. It is interesting though. Cantley, Shoffley, uh, almost identical in, in terms of what they've done so far. Cantley's won 26 million dollars of total earnings. Xander 25, basically identical top 25 finishes, 76, 75. Pretty similar wins, both without a major. Yeah. Um, yet both probably the two best without a major in golf. Who would you take in you know ten in ten years? Who's going to have a better career? Who's going to win a tournament, or who would I take in match play? Who's going to have a better career in the PGA Tour? Who? I think Cantlay probably. I think Xander just doesn't seem to have enough yet to win a big tournament, and we've seen that he won the Olympics. You know, he played well in the Ryder Cup, but I I think Cantlay has kind of that assassin like. Ability to turn it on, and he did choke a little bit against Spieth at RBC down the stretch. But I think Cantlay will have a better career. Yeah, I think you look at what Xander needs to recover from the Masters. Yeah, you know, not two years ago, Patrick Cantley, he he goes to playoffs all the time. Yeah, like he's in the mix all the time. He you know just ends up seeing Scotty Scheffler sometimes or Jordan Spieth or someone like that. So I, I think right now, you know, uh, all the money would be on Cantley as well. This upcoming weekend, it is the Mexican Open, not the sexiest of tour venues um, or dates, I would say. F- you know, it's kind of one that 
I don't know if I'm going to spend a whole lot of time watching. I don't know it's about you. It's wedged in there, it feels like, in the schedule. Yeah, it this feels is a little forced. with the PGA now being in be May. A good, good weekend for a live tournament. Be no, a good we- yeah, it'd be a good weekend <laughs> for a live tournament or 70 degrees in Wisconsin. All right, who is your Gruber Law Office's one call that's all pick this weekend in the Mexican Open? Yeah, I'm going with a flyer right now, 35-1 to 1 to win uh, Cameron Tringale, who I believe has made the most money on the PGA Tour without a win. I, I like that pick. I, I, he is due. Um, I am going with, I should be going with John Rahm because, I mean, he's in the field. you probably got to take him against one of the worst fields you'll see on a PGA Tour schedule. I like Abe Answer, home turf. I'm going to go with Abe Answer to win this weekend at the Mexican Open. Um, this upcoming Thursday, I'm going to be playing 100 holes. Easy. You already did 25 in one on day. Sunday. You're, you're good to go. We talk about it. It's time for our course review brought to you by Waste Management. Fescue, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. And the course we'll be reviewing is the Bog, because that is where we are playing 100 holes this weekend for the Mac Fund Ringer event, an unbelievable event for an even better cause. I think we have raised over $100,000 uh, collectively for the 28 players that are going to be playing on Thursday at the Bog. I'm going to be playing alongside Greg Matzik, you know, teammate here for ESPN. Who wins there, you or Greg? Like in a normal golf match, are you, you, is, is Greg asking for a few strokes? I, th- I think so, yeah. But Greg's one of those guys you just love playing with. He's like the happiest dude on the planet. Oh, Greg, he's Matzik is always smiling, so you're g- going to give him more strokes almost than in your mind. Like, he's the guy where he says, hey, I haven't played a lot, Steve, and i actually going to need 10 here. Yeah, well, Gabe has played with him the last couple of years, and Gabe raised a ton of money as well for the ringer. Look at Find both of our pages online, both of our Twitter pages. to uh, If you want to donate to the cause, all money is going to the MAC Fund. It's for the kids. Um, an unbelievable cause. And I know that Gabe and Greg have played together in years past, and Gabe kind of gave me a heads up that Greg likes to switch up his tees a little bit. You know, you're playing five and a half rounds, right? So, like, it gets a little boring when you get to the 80th hole. You're, you're playing not paying from this. attention? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a fun idea. I think maybe play one round from the front tees, one from the tips. Get a feel for the course. Score. Yeah, yeah, use some different clubs. But let's talk about the Bach. I've only played there for outings. Same. I actually meant to bring this up to you. Our ESPN Milwaukee golf outing is there almost annually. That's the only time I've ever been there. And and it's a fun course. I mean, it's it's another one of those just hidden gems of a public course here in the state. I, I find it to be one of the tougher courses. I lose more golf balls on the bog than at Wisconsin Club. And and I think it's because there's a lot of places to lose balls on tee shots. There's a lot of woods, and it's I mean you got to be straight. It's not a long course, but you got to be straight or you're losing golf balls. Yeah, you got to be surgical. Specifically, I think once you get into the bluffs part of the course in the back, there's that hidden par four where you basically have to lay up because if not, you're either going to go out of bounds or into the creek, which is right before almost like a floating green. And then as you go up that hill, there's that par three where you're hitting over basically a massive hazard. Yeah, and you're going to lose a ball there. I feel like I mean it is true target golf. If you're in a if you're in a golf foursome in an outing. Not all four are not even landing on the green. I'm saying not all 
four are going to be in play. So, and I, I think this gets forgotten sometimes. And you can visit you know golfthebog.com. It's an Arnold Palmer signature design yeah. course. There's not many of those in the Midwest. There's a reason that golf outings go there because it's a great place to play golf and a great place to entertain and celebrate the game. If really they do a great job, they built that barn oh, for that event barn spaces is gorgeous. as well. Weddings, events, birthday parties, you name it. I mean, I, I think it's a great place to have a golf outing. That's why you know we've continued to do it at ESPN Milwaukee. But uh, it is a course I need to go out and just play. You know, with a normal group because it out in golf and you know 18 with your friends is way different. Yeah. I, and I've only played it in the summertime. This is going to be the first time I'm playing it in what looks like temperatures in the 30s. It's going to be a long day on the golf course. We'll see. And but you got a long day. NFL draft after that. You're yeah. just hoping at like 2 p.m. as you're probably on a whole 70 maybe <laughs> that the Packers just don't trade up for yeah. Davis and Williams because that could throw your whole day uh, off, Stephen. I'm thinking about the Mac fun. Again, donate to my page, Gabe's page. I'm going to do $10 for every birdie I make. Gabe is going to match that. Thank you so much for listening to On the Tee. For Nolan Murphy, I'm Stephen Watson. We'll see you back here next week.